Hello and welcome machinist union members and our allies in the labor movement. This is your weekly 141 report and I'm your host Dave Lehigh, a communications representative for District Lodge 141. This week as we focus on local 2508 Orlando, Florida's United Airlines Committee, we'll speak with uh, committee chair Gene Biddy and committee person Diego Vernon. We'll hear from them as they both inform the viewers and listeners about the work they do for the membership and who they represent. Also be sure to listen to this week's ending message. All of this and more as our 141 report starts now. Hello brothers, welcome to the 141 report. Hi Dave, how are you? Hello Dave, it's an honor to be here. It's great to yeah, get you guys on. You know, Gene, we've been working for a couple of weeks to try to get this thing uh, together. We get a schedule on there. I'm really glad you were able to find some time and I was able to find some time to get together and actually do this report. So thank you very much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here with you. Okay. So brothers, uh, when we get this you know, interview started, first off, I'd really like to have you guys tell the viewers about yourselves. So uh, please uh, you know, start out by telling me your background and work uh, in the airline industry and the airlines you maybe have worked for. Uh, we also want to hear about your background and the positions you've held in the machinist union. I'll tell you what, Gene, why don't you go first? Okay, thanks, Dave. So again, my name is Gene Beatty. Uh, I'm a lead ramp serviceman, committee chairman here in Orlando, Florida. I've been in Orlando for 22 years so far this year, and I started with the company in 1988. So I started in Dulles, worked my way to Chicago, and then finally home to Orlando. Okay. Uh, my I have my father who was also a machinist. He worked for Capital and United Airlines as a mechanic. My brother also worked on the ramp at United Airlines. Great, great. Uh, my career with the union started in 2000 when I came to Orlando and I became a shop steward. And in 2003, I became the committee chairman for, for the ramp. And I still hold that position as of today. Also, I was an organizer for the union and I organized, uh, I also helped organize AirTran before they merged with Southwest. So those members are very ha happy and still happy today. Oh yeah. And I also was in Newark for quite a, quite a long year with Tom Regan for the vote between Teamsters and the IAM. And yep. luck, good enough, we won that IAM won and, and we're still IAM today. Absolutely, great, great stuff. Good background. Uh, Diego, how about yourself? Well, I started uh, with Continental in September of 89 on the ramp. Um, and I worked on the ramp. I, I worked uh, predominantly in the in the baggage makeup area. And then I became, uh, I started, then I worked with Continental Express a little bit. It was still Continental employees working Continental Express flights. And then I became a lead there. And then I became a lead on the ramp. Uh, and in July of 93, I moved up to customer service. I bounced around the different work areas there and then I became a lead in 95 at the gates and until I left Orlando and I came to, uh, excuse me, I left Newark and I came to Orlando in January of 98 and I've been working here ever since. Uh, when uh, I got first started getting involved was we had the EIT, the employee involvement team and I got involved with them in uh, 2012. And then the merger happened, I became a shop steward. And then uh, uh, August of 
19, I became the committee person here in Orlando. I, I heard you said an employee involvement team. Big difference between the employee involvement team and an actual union, correct? Big difference, yeah. The company also uh, it treats us differently too. Back yeah. then, it was, a, it was different. With we had a different relationship with human resources than we do today. Yeah. But um, it, it's uh, having the contract in that uh, is it's. I think saved a lot of jobs throughout the Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, I remember I that. When I, I, go back, I go back to the days of Piedmont Airlines and we had the round table, you know, where we just went there and we went round and round and round. Never got anything done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so brothers, uh, unfortunately, one of your committee is missing today. Uh, Gene, could you give me some background on who's missing today? Sure, glad to. So uh, we have our stores committee person, her name is Jennifer Chalmos, and unfortunately, she's not here today. And I think she's a little camera shy, also. <laughs> That's okay. Um, she uh, she's been the committee person. Uh, it's she's in her first term. She took it over when someone moved from Orlando back to Chicago, and she, Joe kind of got brought her along to come along because she used to work with Joe back in um, Chicago too when she okay. started her. Leaf started her career in Chicago in the stores department. And then oh, she okay. recently moved down here probably a little bit over a year ago. And that's when she became the committee person for stores. Okay. So uh, stores, we I kind of helped out over there with, with them during bids and stuff like that. And um, okay. So let me let me ask you, how big is local 2508? And how big is the United Airlines group? Uh, you know, could you break it down? Like, you know, ramp, uh, customer service, uh, stores. What are, what are we looking at there down there? So our local lodge 2508, we have approximately 800 members. Um, we have also have members that come to our meetings from Jacksonville that are American and Southwest. Also Pensacola and Panama City. Oh, wow. And we also have a... a I believe a railroad uh, local lodge 19 in Sanford, Florida, that is also belongs to our local lodge. So you guys are a true amalgamated local then? Yes. So uh, brothers, how many stewards do you have in Orlando? I mean, who do you, what's your staff like uh, you, you work with in order to enforce the contract? Diego, why don't you answer that? Um, well, we have a, a, above the above the wing in, in CS, we have about a 1200, uh, 120 members. And um, they're divided out uh, in, we have people working in baggage service up in the lobby in the ticket counter and at the gate. And we have some in operations and we have a, an STC, which is a station training coordinator. Okay. Um, that's how we're divided up in, in customer service. How many stewards do you guys have uh, in the groups? I mean. Currently, I, I'm the only committee person, and we have uh, five stewards. But oh, we okay. have that's, what I, that's what I was looking for. So inside on customer service, you have five stewards that you're working that you're working with that help assist you, right? Uh, Correct. In the work that you do there. Okay, great. Gene, how about the ramp and and stores? So um, our ramp is around 185 people, and we saw also we started the move team this year. Which right now the move team we only have nine employees. But okay. we're going to bring out up six more employees in the next two months. We got some people transferring in. Great. So at this point, we have uh, one move team shop store, and I have five on the ramp. Okay. That's and uh, the most veteran 
is Stan Dillon and Miguel Martinez. Okay. So they do a fine job for us. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so, you know, I got to ask you guys something. You guys work right next door to, uh, to uh, JetBlue. You guys were basically, I think, in the same terminal wing, maybe. Um, you see the difference there, I'm sure. You know, you guys are out there working, working the ramp and maybe on the counter. Uh, how important is it for, for, you know, you guys to have a union voice in the job? The um, working with Jet, working near JetBlue, you know, as an organizer, I, we try to organize them so many times, and it just seems like these there are a lot of young kids, and all they want to, the only thing they're happy is when they are able to buy the electronics or their games. Um, and the way they work is very uh, different than the union work side of it, you know. Um, you see their supervisors working with them and working shorthanded all the time. And it's not, a, really, it's not a pleasant sight over there to see them, how they work. I'm surprised they, they don't have any more accidents. Yeah. Than would they, you, they really Gene, do. Gene, would you say that, that, that there's really a lack of respect uh, being done uh, towards the JetBlue workers? Uh, management, mean, management do has no respect for their workers yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean we're, we're fortunate our united people we have a contract in place and the company has to respect that you know these are the work rules that we've negotiated they don't have that over at jet blue and uh you know what what would you what would you say to those those jet blue workers uh you know if you you know if i was a jet blue worker what would you what would you be basically the message be saying to them i would say listen guys you want a better life a better work life and a possible, a stronger career choice, you would be union, you would have a second voice yeah. with you to deal with the company, but not just somebody, just a regular employee. Right. You know, the union does many things for the employees to help the employees to communicate to the uh, management. Okay. Dave, I think that, uh, uh, one of the biggest problems we have is that elections have consequences. Yeah. And and over the years, if I'm sure that you've noticed that um, in schools, they're not taught about unions. They're not uh, as they were back in the, maybe in the early 50s or 40s, where unions started becoming involved in the, in the community. Yeah. We've gotten away from that. And I think that uh, legislation has helped to push that agenda to get rid of unions and we're facing the consequences of that a lot of the people that do work they're in different stages of their life like when we started we were young we just wanted to, we wanted the paycheck we wanted to go out and party and travel yeah well now that we're getting near retirement we want that retirement money we're looking at benefits and i think that um someone that's young or in the industry that's new or is working without a contract should think about getting a contract, just thinking about their future family if they don't have one, because eventually they're going to have a family. Yeah, great. You know, kids and wives, and, and you have to think about them now, even though you don't have them, and uh, you do need a contract. Great, great points. Great points, guys. You know, I, I would say that with everything that's been going on in the news lately, you look at Amazon, just, you know, the guys up in, uh, up in Staten Island, they just voted in a union, you know, uh, and you look at Starbucks, uh, baristas, and the biggest thing that they keep saying is they're not being respected. 
you know, and, there, and there's no fair play. There's nothing down in writing. The company keeps changing the rules. Uh, that's exactly what these JetBlue workers are facing. And the only one that's going to change is if they organize and, and join uh, join together and, and, and form a union. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I got to ask you guys, uh, you, you mentioned Joe Bartz. Is that who your assistant general chair is down there in uh, Orlando? Yes, Joe. So, so yes, Joe handles, in, does Joe handle inside and outside or is it? Um... Uh, Joe has the whole station as far as the customer service ramp, move team and stores. Okay. All right. Well, let me ask you something before we close out this report. I mean, we kind of talked about a couple different things. I, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. But is there anything that maybe we missed, um, you know, you guys would like to make mention of before we close out this report? Uh, anybody that you work with or or something about the union that you would like to make mention of that our people around the country and our other you know, unions that might be watching uh, what we're doing? Talk, you might want to just have a shout out to. Well, so, I have something. All right. so I want to I want to do a shout out to my rest of my committee. Unfortunately, they're not able to be with us today. Uh, Sal Bruno, who's been with us quite a few years, and also Dan Keehan. They're very great resources that I have with with us, and we all all work together as a team with CS stores and the ramp. And I rely a lot on on, on, my, on my shop stewards. They're my eyes and ears out there, and um, they, um, we, I always try to make sure we're in constant communication so we're on the same page and we provide the same information to the members. Okay. You, you brought up communications. Uh, I, real quick, quick question before we go off. Um, how do you guys, what's the main way you guys like to communicate with your members? You guys do walk through break rooms, person to person. Do you guys just put a lot of material up on the bulletin boards, use social media? What do you guys do? Diego? We, uh, um, I, I visit all the work areas and I try to talk to many as, as make myself visible to as many employees as possible. Um, and to listen if they have any questions, try to answer questions. If I don't have the answer, try to get back to them. Right. Um, I use, we also use the bulletin boards. We post things on our bulletin board and I have one in the, uh, behind the lobby in the tick counter and I have one at the gate and uh, social media, I try to stay away from because I don't want anybody to say anything that's going to get them in trouble. And that's, uh, that's kind of one of the worries I have with social media. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, coming on and uh, informing our viewers about what you guys are doing down there. Thanks. For, thanks. You know, the biggest thing is our committees and our stewards never get enough thanks uh, from the membership. You guys are always available. You guys always have your phones on, I'm sure. Uh, you guys deal with a lot of problems, so I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedule today to uh, sit down and talk with me, and I appreciate you guys coming on. All right. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate you having us, and uh, hopefully we could do this again sometime. Will do. It's an, honor, it's an honor to be here talking to everybody and letting everybody know what it is that we do, yep. and, um, and I want to wish you luck in your future endeavors up in the Grand Lodge. And I hope that somebody can take your spot here and do what you do. <laughs> well, I was going to put that in the closing remarks, but uh, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that. You guys take care, okay? All right. All right. Thanks, All right. All right. In closing out this week's video segment, which I taped this past Wednesday, this will be my final 141 report, as I've recently accepted the appointment from the international president to the IM International Headquarters as a communications representative which became effective April 14th.
For 14 years, I've worked for District Lodge 141 as a communications representative. I want to personally thank President Mike Clem and the entire executive board of District Lodge 141. I've had the ability to meet members from all over the country reporting news and information about our great district union. It's truly been an honor working for the membership. I look forward to seeing you all in the field and online as I begin my due duties with the Grand Lodge. This concludes and wraps up my final 141 report. Everyone stay safe and healthy. Bye for now.